Welcome into Baltimore Sports today for Wednesday. I don't remember how to do this, Chad. I don't remember how to do this. Wednesday, September 27th, 2017. This is episode 417. How the heck are you, Jabby Burns? I missed you. I, I'm good, Zach. Uh, I missed you as well. Uh, I think a lot of our listeners wondered if you actually got swept away by Irma or Jose <laughs> or whatever hurricane du jour was coming through yeah. my future state to be living in. Um, I'm glad everything is still there. I heard Sarasota could survive, so I can go back in March. <laughs> um, but why you? Why we? You, we've been away from each other with all our busy schedules and just all the things that have been going on, Zach. The Orioles have officially been eliminated from the playoffs. They have officially been eliminated. Yeah, we, we, a lot has happened. I feel like a, a ton has happened. I guess we can start there. So when, think about the 2017 season. Look back on the 2017 season. I was listening to a uh, um, couple baseball podcasts on my drive home this afternoon, sitting in the I-4 traffic, and um, Get in the, the topic was brought up about baseball in general, not specific to the Orioles, but baseball in general, about whether this was a disappointing season. So I extend that question mm. to you in general as a baseball fan, and then as an Oriole fan, were you disappointed by this season? Because we're here on September 27th, and there's really kind of one wild card spot in the National League still yep. to be determined. Um, you know, they added the second wild card and, and that has added excitement over the years, maybe not particularly this year. So as an Oriole fan, as a baseball fan, your thoughts on 2017? I guess you would have to have a monster amount of expectations to be disappointed, I think is the way that you would kind of answer that for me. Um, I didn't have a huge, I mean, I always did the bit where the Pratt Street Parade every year is going to be my hashtag at starting the season. And again, it starts in March 29th next year against the Twins. Uh, for 18, which interestingly enough will be a quite an interesting year, could be an interesting offseason, something that I'm looking forward to you and I talking about, um, you know, going forward here. But I don't, I'm not, I guess I'm not disappointed. I'm disappointed in how it went down for players more than I'm disappointed maybe for the team. Um, I'm disappointed in how the, the season had gone for Zach Britton. I'm disappointed yeah. the Orioles didn't make a move to bolster a, a, I wouldn't go as far as depleted minor league system at this point because we've seen some guys come up and shine a little bit. I think Hayes is a player. I think, obviously, Mancini's shown what he can do. Um, but last time I checked, we still have the same pitching staff, something you and I have been talking about since, I don't know, 2012. Yeah. Um, so disappointed would be interesting. I'm disappointed, obviously, that the Orioles aren't playing in the playoffs and we'll get to watch get to watch them play in the, the, the play-in game. I'm disappointed that um, Buck Walters a year uh, older in managing and that he still hasn't been able to get that, I think, elusive World Series ring, something that I think will d define him as a Hall of Fame manager, even though I think he's a Hall of Fame manager now. Uh, I'm disappointed in Manny Machado's beginning of the season, but then again, on the back end, he was almost an MVP candidate for some time there. Um, I, I guess in the end, the disappointment is more individuals i'm disappointed hardy got hurt i'm disappointed in some of the uh, your boy kim getting traded you know what i mean like there's some things with that happened throughout the year that i'd be disappointed in but overall no i mean it's not like i thought this team even when they were in the midst of making that wild card run um late august early you know early september that kind of thing i saw the writing on the wall you saw what they did on the road the numbers speak for themselves all the time in baseball always look at the back of a baseball card let alone run differential all the different things you want to look at so I guess a long answer to your question, Zach, is disappointed in what had happened in the season, but definitely not disappointed in the team. 
Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, I just wanted the Orioles to have a season like they had this year. I think, I think when you compare it to recent history, it's easy to say, yeah, you're 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 disappointed. You know, they're going to finish under 500. They're uh, going to finish outside of of the playoff race the window. Uh, if you believe in such things, is is closing. Lots of question marks entering the off season. Um, tons tons to be answered. And, you know, the, the team got another year older. Disappointing performances, like you mentioned. But they kept my interest all year, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. they, they were competitive all year. They had an amazing month in August, which tends to be, you know, sometimes when, when baseball seasons can unravel. How many Orioles baseball seasons have we watched just completely fall apart in August? And that was arguably when they played their best baseball uh, all season long. So, um I guess, you know, I would have loved to have seen them at least remain in contention through September, uh, at least keep that race interesting in September, but uh-huh. I don't know. I, as far as baseball seasons go, I, it was fun. I enjoyed watching this team. It was frustrating at times, but, you know, yeah. I, I never gave up on it, never never quit. They kept my interest. So, overall... Um, yeah, and I'll, I can't I'll miss be disappointed. Going away in a couple of weeks, in a week. Yeah, but you'll watch. I mean, well, with your schedule, who knows? But the you know you'll watch if a game's on. I mean, it's not like you're going to be you know pot invested like you are with the Orioles. But you love baseball. Um, you, you'll watch some you know meaningful baseball in the playoffs. I think there's some cool storylines. Um, I am going to be disappointed in the fact that the Orioles can't finish at least 500 and make a heater run because they're 75 and 82 as we're recording tonight before the. They uh, they tip it off with that big rivalry, Zach. At the end of the year, nothing like going to Pittsburgh in the, <laughs> at the end of September, like when the Orioles played Arizona. I think it was last year. Love God it. damn, I can't believe uh, they do that. But at least it's a short trip, and um, you know we 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 want to discuss the you know the end of the season, obviously with you know JJ Hardy and things like that. But um, I, I I'm with you. I think it was just it's another baseball season in the books. I'm already pot invested for next year. Going to sit go out there to the yard. Um, we enjoy it regardless of what the team does. Um, so no, I, I don't think it even. I have to say for the fans here, I don't know if it's just they saw the writing on the wall as well, and, and they're starting to kind of at least give the the organization as a whole the respect that it deserves for where they were um, prior to 2012 and where we're at now. Um, it, it's not like there's a bunch of venom out there from what I've heard and, you know, here and there and even on social media. It's not like pe- people are just like, okay, resigned to what happened. They can see the reason why. I mean, it's it's starting pitching and and, and, an, and an offense that basically sometimes gets red hot and it looks like one of the best teams in the league and then just really goes cold on the road. A terrible road team. That's something that Buck's not. And by the way, the last thing I will bring up, Zach, it's the worst defensive team I think that Buck has managed. Yeah, it has. And the defense has been sliding over recent years. Oh. I mean, when you look back at that team in 2012, we were talking about how strong they were defensively, right? And they were built on a good offense, uh, you know, strong defense and, and outstanding relief pitching. Um, and, and they really started to slide away from the defensive side of that over the past five years. Yep. So that's going to be something that, that's going to be really important in uh, whatever the the future of the Orioles is, whether whether that be a contender in 2018 or whether that be a contender years down the road, but you need to have a team that's stronger defensively than than what they had currently. So, and when your when your closer that you depend on and who had probably one of the most magical seasons as a closer of the year before starts basically hurt at the beginning of the year and everybody's role changes in a bullpen that is so important because your starting staff is so putrid. That's a bit of a problem as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. So for where they're at now, honestly, Zach, they could have been, they should be way worse. I always say that, but I mean, they'll end up probably finishing last with only one game up on Toronto now, but to be even where they're at, at this point, based on some of the, I, I would say some of the ingredients that was given to the chef, I think it's, um, you know, it, it, he did everything he could with that team and, you know, just certain guys did step up. Uh, I think it's gonna be an interesting offseason, like I said, but, um, you know, and, and you know what, though? I'm going to look on a positive side of things real quick here, Zach. What was your thought? And I know that you were going to ask me, but I'm going to turn the question around on you, pal. What is your thought of the J.J. Hardy era probably ending? It was a fitting send-off, I think, in in, yep. in J.J. Hardy's uh, what last home game, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was an emotional day. I know a lot of our, a lot of our pals were out of the yard to experience yep. it. Uh, that would have been an, an awesome... Sight to see, uh, very great way to, to send off J.J. Hardy. Hard to imagine what he's 35 years old, numbers have been declining, uh, very injury prone of late. But man, the Hardy era just really lines up with this kind of uh, recent renaissance in Orioles baseball, a return to, to you know being a competitive club. And uh, I, I remember them announcing the contract extension for J.J. Hardy what prior to a, a, a postseason game being out at the yard uh, oh, yeah. when that happened and, and the excitement uh, knowing that, that Hardy was going to be around for a few more years. and um, Just a really important piece of the rebuild of, of this club. Uh, and, you know, I, it'll be strange to have an Orioles club without Hardy on it, but... Uh, but you know, all eras kind of kind of come to an end, right? So uh, I'm glad that it was a, a great send off for Hardy uh, over the weekend, and uh, he'll he'll certainly be missed. Very fond memories of the guy. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I thought it was cool that whole deal was all players driven um to basically get up stand and give him a standing ovation when he came to the plate um all the players inside that clubhouse there is not a more respected guy in that clubhouse since nick markakis left and i understand a lot of people will say oh he's a vet you know whatever you've been with the organization i mean maybe but i don't know how many players on a lot of different teams would be getting the standing ovation not only from the orioles bench but the Tampa Bay Rays were also at the top of their dugout, giving their respect to one J.J. Hardy. Now, I felt like a retirement type thing. I actually think J.J. Hardy probably will come back next year. I know the guy works really hard. Probably won't be with the Orioles. Maybe he comes back on, on some type of deal and maybe he becomes kind of a Mike Bordick type mentor for you know some of the shortstops. God knows Tim Beckham needs to learn some things at shortstop playing the, in, in just in the field. But I... I I will always remember what the guy was from all the people that I've talked to is one of the most classiest, not just baseball players, Zach, not just athletes, but people out there. And and that's what I think that people need to remember. I mean, these people are, again, they play on the field. They they do things for us. They entertain us. But the things that this guy I've I've always heard about from J.J. Hardy and just everybody loves him. And um, so there's just these these lasting memories that I'll have from him. There's no big – you know, offensive outputs of him. For me, there's some there's some home runs around the pesky pole in right field against the Red Sox. There's some plays up the middle that he made. I mean, in the playoffs, he made some, you know, big hits. I, I always remember people in the playoffs and how the place was just jumping in 14 when they would go, Ryan Wagner would drop out the Jay, Jay Hardy and people yep. would go bonkers. So there's just that it had the, I wasn't there, but it, it felt like 
it had that Nick Markakis type send off is, you know, when Nick came back from Atlanta and it was like this four minute, you know, standing ovation. I think if you if you respect Nick Markakis, I think that J.J. Hardy probably falls in that lower. I'm not sure he's going to get himself a statue out in the you know left field area there. But I do know this. He's going to be a coach. He's going to be a manager. He is the kind of guy that I think will be around baseball forever, whether it's he's done now or whether in, in his future. J.J. Hardy is somebody to me that I could see totally mentoring kids, mentoring um, young guys in the minor leagues, because who was more just more fluid um, mechanically? Who did you want? Who did you want the ball hit to more? And he, that's saying it with Manny Machado and Adam Jones on your team. Who else would you feel more secure when the ball was hit to than J.J. Yeah, Hardy? So. Definitely happy with that definitely definitely so uh crazy i mean and you you look ahead uh at the future of of the orioles and i i hope Mm. we're not having this conversation next year about adam jones or zach Britton, which is a potential given their their contracts right now or manny machado oh Uh, so the worst (laughs) podcast ever Um, Remember the podcast we did after the blue jay game which i always will tell people that was my depressed just just beaten down podcast that I've ever had to do. Um, that that would be a tough one if and Manny when Manny goes. Who, who knows? I still think it's up in the air. I'm not. I'm coming to more your side of things where everybody always says this guy's gone, and I've been saying it, but nothing's final till it's final. And you know, you thought Chris Davis wouldn't be resigned. I'm not sure you'd do that contract again, but it, it does happen. And uh, like you said, Adam has been signed. The Adam Jones one is interesting. I think we could do a whole yep. 45 minute pod, which I think we should probably save for the season because I do think that's something that's going to be interesting because I will tell you this if that does happen it will rival Nick Marcakis from the from the people in Baltimore because I think oh, Adam Jones has completely put his footprint and for me is almost rivaled the way I felt about Nick and with the San Diego connections and all the other things that I love about his personality and everything it's going to be soul crushing to not watch 10 you know patrol center field for camden yards but let's save that zach because yeah, you know what we, we might plenty do another, of time to talk about that right, we might we might do another podcast in a couple weeks so yeah. if we can do that then we'll, we could not get that one out yes. as well yeah all right let's let's transition a little bit here outside real quick here zach what did you think about the nfl this past weekend <laughs> <laughs> were games played or was it just the national anthem i don't, I don't a lot know a lot of kneeling zach a lot of kneeling buddy <laughs> So I I have like I'm really all over the place with and you with hate this NFL. stuff. You didn't touch the Kaepernick stuff, if you remember. I would try to bait you all the time yep. and talk about that. And that happened. You didn't have anything to do with it. And, and you know, truthfully, I don't even know your. I know your stance, but I don't know know your stance in regards to that. I, I kind of have an idea just knowing you. But I mean, I feel like this one, you're. It's it seems like, and you haven't been watching it i'm guessing a tremendous amount of football i know i haven't seen you on the DraftKings parties what what the hell happened this past weekend so all right um i, I multiple layers to to answering that question obviously it's a it's a uh, complicated situation let me let me start with the fact that i'm sure you've been on social media i'm sure you've you've heard sports talk radio and people are are ready and and willing and threatening to boycott the NFL due to this whole thing. You you've seen that, right? Not only the NFL, Zach, but they're gonna burn their jerseys, buddy. So Woo! I find this interesting Love burning as, jerseys too. as somebody oh as somebody who's who's really had a tough time uh, enjoying the NFL over the past few years. I, I find it interesting that this this is the breaking point for some fans. <laughs> so 
you know, when I was just outraged by how the Ravens uh, swept under the rug and tried to hide what happened with Ray Rice, that didn't seem to bother these people that are now uh, ready to boycott the NFL. Um, you know, I saw a lot of people saying that they were incredibly disappointed to see somebody like Terrell Suggs take a knee during the national anthem. But where were these people in 2009 when Suggs was uh, alleged to be involved in, in an episode of domestic violence? Why why weren't you mean they pouring outraged? bleach on his on his wife? Yeah, why okay. why weren't they outraged by that? Uh, why aren't they outraged by how owners and the league and the commissioner? have done everything they can to hide what's happening with concussions and, mm. and CTE in their game. Where is the outrage for that? And I hear a lot about how patriotism is tied to the National Football League. Did you know that the Patriots, Bills, and Ravens all receive more than half a million dollars from the Department of Defense for these salutes for uh, for military service members? I know that we, we think that uh, you know, that, that these teams go out of their way to honor the military. Uh, actually, they're, they're cashing checks to do it. So just, uh, you know, I, there's a lot of rage related to this protest, uh, a peaceful form of protest. I would like to point out some of the other things that I think people should have been outraged by uh, years ago. So that's that's one of my problems. I also think it's interesting to see the owners, you know, particularly a guy like Jerry Jones uh, on the field on, on Monday night, locked arm in arm with the players uh, during the national anthem there. And these are the same guys who were all basically colluding to keep Colin Kaepernick out of the league. Uh, but now that this is a league-wide protest, they're all on the same page as, as the players. I think that's, that's a very uh, convenient coincidence now. I, I, don't, I, I think it seems a little disingenuous to see the owners uh, issuing their statements and, and, in Jones's case, participating in this protest uh, when none of them would even give Kaepernick uh, a chance to, to be a backup quarterback in the league. Um, so there's, there's yeah, a lot. Yeah, but the owners a, aren't colluding on that, Zach. They're no, not colluding. No, no, no. So there's a lot to this. I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of points to this. I'm not going to tell anybody how how they should feel about uh, uh, about the protests. I when when issues like this come up, I, I think back to uh, what what a wise skipper in in Baltimore said uh, mm. in, at the end of Lee, April. Lee Mazzelli <laughs> at the end of April in 2015. If you remember when. Uh, all the Freddie Gray I remember. things were going on. And, and Buck Showalter said, uh, quote, I've never been black, okay? So I can't. I've never been faced with the challenges that they face. So I understand the emotion, but I can't. It's a pet peeve of mine when somebody says, why don't they do this? Why doesn't somebody do that? And that's pretty much exactly how I feel about, uh, about this protest. And I think it's a very wise way to... Um, you know, to go about life. Who am I to say, Jab, as uh, as a, a white podcast co-host, how somebody should should demonstrate or or should protest, right? Um, so that overall, on on the protest side of this thing, uh, that that's how I feel about that. Where where do you stand? That was a very very long answer to your no. your question. Where do you stand? Well, first of all, I'm excited to hear that you're white. I had no idea. That's that's the first, the biggest shocking news of the day, by the way, for me. Um, 
two, I'm glad you, you brought Buck's quote up because I think it was perfect at the time, everything that was going on. He didn't take a side. He didn't have any type of thing. He just said what he normally does, smart things in press conferences, and you read between the lines if if you know what he means. Um, what did I think about this? First of all, I listen, I don't care where you line up on either side of the dumb aisle. I don't even know. Listen, I just say this. Can we keep politics out of my sports? I, I always say this all the time. There's a reason why people get away from their jobs or get well, away from – Things. When, when Why? the president brings well, it up, what are they I supposed got you. to That's do? my point. Can he get out of that, please? Can he somehow back himself away from a speech in Alabama and he gets a bunch of attention dollars for some dollars all of a sudden and so he just kind of goes rah-rah? There's nothing I can do about that. I can't fire the, the guy that who used to be a part of The Apprentice. That's something I wish could happen, regardless of who you voted for. I don't, I'm not – again, I, I lean really nowhere. I mean I lean towards DraftKings. That's where I lean. So I, I really don't care who you voted for or what it is, but the guy leading our country right now is now putting, putting an emphasis on a – by the way, it's not going to stop in football either. Now, I'll tell you a sport that's probably not going to have any issues with this. I don't think hockey is going to be all of a sudden <laughs> kneeling and kneeling. Just regardless of it, it's just there's too many foreign players that are playing what it. What do they do it's about sport. Canada? What do they do? Yeah, but I tell you this, if there's not a sport that loves themselves to protest, you don't think the NBA is going to be all over this in a couple weeks when that starts up? Zach, the NBA is a, it's a round ball. They bet they bounce it. They have a team in, a, in Orlando, too, by the way. Just kind of feeling you in the NBA, what the NBA is. But yes, I, that's to going to happen. Yeah. I know. You love the magic. Um, so I think this is going to not just end here. I know the guy from the A's, Maxwell, did it prior to this whole thing going down. I thought Matt, the yep. guy Max had done it prior to, and that's fine. Listen, I really don't care if you do it or not. I will tell you this. When I go into any ballpark, no matter where I'm at, if the anthem's going, I don't care how fast I'm trying to get to my seat. I don't care how fast I'm trying to get me another Tito's drink. If I hear that sound, 100%. I stop and my kids know to stop and my wife knows to stop and I haven't taught them that. That's just something that's innate in themselves. So yes, I respect the country. I respect the song. I respect the flag, but I'm also not somebody like Buck Showalter said to know what you think. If you continue to walk to your seats or you continue to do the things that you do in your personal life, because that's what you feel, go ahead but just stay away from my GD sports. I don't got a lot of good things going on as it is in life. Can you stay away from my sports and stop just jamming up my Twitter page with all this stuff too? Because I want to really talk about college basketball scandals. That's the kind of <laughs> stuff that I'm into. So I'm, I, you know, we've, how many times have we talked about how great sports is as an, as a distraction from the real world? I mean, you and I have, have, have done shows after, uh, some really tough things that have gone on in the world and, and discussed how great it is that sports are there too. I mean, after 9-11, for example, how great was that World Series? I mean, really, as much as I hate both Yankees and Mets in general, I mean, I don't hate the Mets, but just New York in general, that's a fabulous World Series. And just to have that kind of thing, there's galvanizing things in sports when things happen and people have that distraction. And and I've seen your your take too, you know, keep keep politics out of sports. and And that's, you know... That's fine. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's the athletes' fault that politics have been have been blended over into sports. I also think that you know, as far as our our lifetime goes, you know, I mean, it, it's it's one of the few kind of lifetimes in which we haven't seen this crossover. You know, you and I weren't around during during the Jackie Robinson era. That's right. a that's a clear uh, politics and sports uh, crossover. And as far as this goes, I mean, with the exception of 
postseason baseball games and the Super Bowl, how many times do you even see the national anthem on TV? And the only time they even they, they would do it anyway is when a celebrity they, when they want to show you a celebrity who's singing it. So I think you know you can you could stay off Twitter, you could turn off uh, sports talk radio and, and and get away from it. Still, you know if if you want to have that distraction, still avoid uh, the the political side of this whole thing. But um, it's it's going to be a story because these guys got dragged into it and um you know they're, they're, there's not much choice we have in the matter uh of of politics crossing over with sports in this instance still very avoidable if you if you want to avoid it um you know they don't they don't air the national anthem unless you're unless you're watching the super bowl uh but but in this case i think we're we're all going to have to uh, face facts and and face reality that it's it's crossed over at least for the time being yeah it has and it you know again it's it's what it is it you know i'm kind of tongue-in-cheek when i say keep it out of there because it, it, there is politics in everything regardless of its actual politics or politics within um within that sport uh, i do think this though zach i'm so glad you brought up the fact that all these people these quote-unquote big nfl fans are now like oh man this is where it crosses the line man this is where i'm at on this team man They've been, like, been turning a blind God, eye to all fans. kinds of things that have really outraged me over the years but this is the one where you know and and i've seen people say too i'm not going to to games anymore well, if you're watching on TV, you're you're supporting them more than going to games anyway. Yes. So, if you're buying Budweiser, you're supporting the NFL more than. Uh, by the way, the NFL game. NFL doesn't need you to support them. They're doing okay, by the way. So if you're gonna t- you know take away your 500 seats and and your you know level 500 Raven Stadium seats, I guarantee Bashadi's still gonna be like, oh man, I'm, I don't know how I'm gonna make the rent today. This is gonna be real <laughs> tough. I think they're gonna be okay. The other thing I find interesting too, Zach, is everybody's talking about this this week as opposed to the beatdown that the Ravens yeah, took and the fact that your boy John Harbaugh decided, yeah, let's fly into London on Friday yeah. for a game at Sunday. Uh-huh. And now he comes out and says, well, maybe, maybe I don't want to coach in London again. Maybe that was a bad idea. Well, John, yeah. you knew the thing. The schedule's out. I'm pretty sure that schedule was out way back in yeah. a certain time, back in May or whatever it was. And probably you knew ahead of time when you were going to play in London because that's got to be worked out. I Last time I checked, the Jags have gone over there plenty of times. And <laughs> yeah. they, they basically got there on Wednesday. You might want to follow their that's blueprint a- next time. And finally, I will say this. The best troll job of the weekend is when the Jaguars up 37 nothing went for a fake punt. That might have been my favorite part of the weekend. Uh, that's like a home game for the Jaguars. Mm. Well, it was a home game for the Ravens fans because the Ravens flocked and all the camouflage pants were running all over the, you know, <laughs> you know, Big Ben and, you know, going to see the Queen and, you know, pounding Guinness. That's all I saw in my timeline. And then they got to go see that dreadful game. That was the worst performance by a Ravens team that doesn't put up those kind of performances, Zach, um, ever. I mean, they they lose games. Don't get me wrong, but they haven't been beat like that. I went back. I was talking to my neighbor. I said the last time I saw them get beat like that, like a drum, they went to Detroit one year, years back. But I think Ray was – I think it was Billick's final year, and it was just kind of the writing was on the wall. Things were going kind of badly, and Ray – might have even got kicked out of that game too. By the way, Ray Lewis being in your ambassador too, by the way, I'm not <laughs> sure that's the guy you want either. But that's fine. That's a whole other can of worms. People love him here. He's a great football player. I'm not sure you want him there. But uh, it was the worst performance, and I'll tell you this. If you think the worst thing that could happen was that, 
How about the fact that the Steelers lost to Chicago and they're coming to M&T Bank Stadium this Sunday at a one o'clock slot and the Ravens got back from what I heard late Sunday. You don't think that jet lag is going to be rolling deep for them as they could get ready for that game on Sunday against a Steeler team that is, in my opinion, much better offensively, very angry, regardless of whatever they do, putting themselves in the locker room and everything like that. And Marshall Yonda being hurt and the injuries are piling up for the Ravens. I think it could be a disastrous game for the Ravens this coming Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It, it seems like a seems like a, a trap for them. It's it's yes. not a Look not at a good you. Spot That's to a be. gambling term. Look at you, a trap. <laughs> I like that. Oh, man, I love it. All right, let's 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 close up here on the baseball playoffs coming up here. No real big surprises. Um, going back to our show, I think both of my teams still alive. I think I have Cleveland over L.A. Um, I had uh, Houston winning the division. The only team that really kind of let me down was Seattle, obviously. They made a little bit of a run, but they're, they're pretty much cooked. Um, you had your Mets because you're just obsessed with the Mets. That didn't work hmm. out. Mets, no. I am going to game two. I will be ne- I will be at really? Nats Town next Saturday for wow. game two. Look at you. Rooting for, rooting for the Cubs. Um, <laughs> Nats Park. No, I don't care who really wins. It, it, well, it depends. If Jake Arrieta is starting, I'm a Nats guy <laughs> through and through. I'll up in it and just screaming. But uh, I got invited down for that game, so I'm excited to go see some postseason baseball, yeah, even if cool. it is. And I have to say, as much as I troll the Nats, I would actually love to see the Nats move. I, I actually think the Cubs don't have the. I think the Nats Dodgers series, or let's be honest, Nats Arizona. If you've been watching baseball, Arizona. By the way, JD Martinez. Zach, do you know how many home runs he's hit since he's been traded? Since the trade, since the trade happened, a million, twenty-seven. Just let that sink in for a second. You think about a deal that you could make at the deadline. I even think that was later than that too. I think that was more of those like, you know, um, didn't JD Martinez not get was that the deadline or was that one of those like waiver the August, by, by the time the waiver had the deal. I think he's hit twenty-seven home runs in like. I don't know, 40 games. I, it's been ju- – I know he hit four in a game, but I, I – and I understand Judge has got 50, and I'm not saying it, he should be the MVP by any stretch of imagination, but that Arizona team is no joke with the staff that they have that they can run out there and the way they're playing right now. I don't think the Dodgers want to have anything to do with them the way that they kind of – you last time, I feel like the last time you and I did a show, we didn't know if the Dodgers were going to lose ever again. And then now, we jinxed them. We didn't him. know if they'd win ever again. <laughs> They just got to 100 wins. I actually think the baseball playoffs would be interesting. The other thing I will say from the American League side of things, Zach, before I hear your take, if the Indians don't win at all after what they have done this season, and I understand they have the Astros, and I understand that the Red Sox are always dangerous there, and um, I actually don't think either one of the wildcard teams are going to make, you know, I actually think whoever the wildcard team is, is does not have a shot in that series. They The Indians will play in the ALCS. Uh, that It's 100%. I mean, it angels you know yankees however you want to do it it doesn't matter the, the way that the cleveland's playing if they don't make it you want to talk about disappointment that is a yeah. disappointment yeah yeah it will be after the way they they finished i i really like cleveland uh, i it's easy for me to root for them it's easy for me to root for the astros i'm looking forward to the playoffs getting started i'm just ready for them to get started at this point the race to the playoff has Hasn't oh. been as exciting as as I hoped that uh, that it would be. And you're not blaming the Orioles on that either. It's been just kind of all like, around. Eh. Yeah, all around. I mean, even if the Orioles were out, I mean, the the wild card race was kind of a snoozer, wasn't it? I mean, it, it, the the teams added separation. Uh, you know, what are, what are we what are we rooting for? Who's what what excitement do we have headed down the stretch? And that's fine. I mean, that the the playoffs might make up for it. They they usually yeah. do. 
but you know, since the second wild card uh, has been added, I think this is the first year where the race to the playoffs has been uh, particularly exciting. So, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, you know, you mentioned the Nats. I gave the Nats a lot of kudos in my my latest um, mass and piece, just kind of talking about some lessons that the Orioles can learn uh, from playoff teams, and I think mm-hmm. the Nats are are definitely one of those who. Had a good core built around that core, and then complemented it with free agents. And I think yep. that's that's what the Orioles need to do this offseason too, if they want to remain in contention. So, yeah, we'll and see. I like what the I like the Howie Kendrick will be interested to see what Dusty does with that because honestly, he's the better player than Worth right now. But again, yeah. Worth has all the playoff experience. If you sit Worth, he might actually tackle you in the dugout. Harper coming back, I think Harper's back tonight as we're, as we're uh, podcasting tonight. So Harper's back in the lineup. We'll see what he does. But let's just remember, Daniel Murphy, he, he, he's known to have some postseason success. Now, they're not playing the Mets as far as I know. I don't think the Mets snuck in on any type of weird deal. So as far as I know, they're not playing the Mets, so maybe not. But I think it comes down to two things for the Nats. It's the starting pitching. And I listen, you can say what you want about that bullpen, and it has been fantastic. I have to give Rizzo credit, Doolittle, um, all the other guys back there that they've got. They've done a fantastic job, but they haven't played a meaningful game in a month. And when those playoffs start, you're playing the defending champions – you get down one nothing in that series. If Lester goes out there and pulls a John Lester or Arietta, whatever it is, and the Nats bats are tight, that's and you get back to Wrigley down either whether it's one one or down, you know, oh two, with all the expectations that you have, it's got a caps feel to it. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. On eight days away, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Bring that on. I'm ready for regular that. season. That's what we're all about. Yes. Caps down. Let's yeah. go. Bring, oh gosh. Oh man. Uh, I'll be interested to see. I, I would like to nice have a nice wager. Will one hockey player kneel on a mm, I don't know. I was thinking about that today. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. I don't know. I don't know. I was wondering if we were going to see more from baseball. Who knows? We, we still might. Still might. How did we do, Jab? Did we, did we remember how to do this? Did we do okay? We do it okay. The beginning was a little, I mean, it was like kind of like a spring training game. Like at the beginning, kind of like you remember the date. It was also kind of tough because it was the 27th, 17, and we're yeah. doing all that. Guess what? We gave the goddamn people what they wanted. That's <laughs> what they want. They want some GD content, and uh, that's what they gave them. Chris Robinson, you're welcome. <laughs> I hope, uh, yeah, I hope everyone. the only one that would stay this long outside of your father. Who, by <laughs> the way, in fantasy, I, I don't know if I lost to him. I don't know who lots of doubles are, but I'm very upset. I, I grinded our team, Zach, all the way down to the BST Bombers, worked them way into the playoffs, and I lost a heartbreaker. Um, you know, I think I got to either the semifinal or either the finals, whatever it was. I think it was semifinal. Um, I grinded this out, Zach, and when we ended up losing, I think it was ended up being like four, three, bunch of ties. I was grinding this out, putting lineups together, doing everything I could. So we showed well in the league, and, and props to whoever ends up winning that because I enjoyed. It brought me back to enjoying baseball fantasy year long because you know I play goddamn DraftKings every night. <laughs> I do, I do. DraftKings is your <laughs> uh, is your jam, and kudos to you for doing it entirely by yourself. Good. Nah, work. you gave me some ideas early. Take a bunch of Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah how'd that work anyway jabby burns this was fun it's good talking yep. to you again you too pal for jab i'm zach thanks for listening to baltimore sports today <laughs> enjoy your day we'll talk to you again soon <laughs>